0: Okay, this is bad stream content. Everything's been a nightmare thus far. I need all of <laughs> us to take a deep breath and recenter our energy. Okay.
1: Oh, here's the side chart. Now, oh, like,
0: deep breath.
1: The gods <laughs> of mank. Dude, I've been zen
2: this whole time. I'm just looking at cat yeah, headphones on. Amazon. I'm-
1: yeah, we all
0: feel good. All us. No, 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 no. Let's
2: do an exercise from uh from Hot Rod. Are you ready? Gods yes. of war.
0: I don't remember that bit from Hot Rod. May your Sorry, be
2: mighty. <laughs> and, or there's. Oh, it's like ancestors protect me. May they protect you. <laughs> and then he it's goes and movie. fights his his stepdad. Aren't oh, you glad right. that
0: that same creative team is going on to make a Chip and Dale movie in the next couple yes, of years? Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> I'm happy we do God, anything it's ever. That's so
0: good. <laughs> um, okay. We've started. We talk about the, here's Manc? the beginning of the podcast. Hey, so what's up? My name is Jackson McMurray.
1: My name is Adeline McMurray. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and
2: my name is Keisha Rhodes.
0: And this is No Nerds Allowed, and we just talk about a movie every week.
2: And this week we're
0: we're beginning it's a weird for people just tuning in just now on the podcast feed it's just a weird it's weird energy today because I was just vaccinated and as a result I was late for the stream because of, you know, all the, like, Bill Gates' satellites are, like, really wreaking havoc on my system. Yeah, and, like, he, my yeah it's is going to
1: that entire satellite is going through your bloodstream, and like, you I'm thought
0: starting you wouldn't to notice lose, it, but... Like, I'm losing my sense of self, and, like, I feel like I am more beholden to Bill Gates' agenda than I even had previously for my other yeah. vaccinations. And also, you just like you have to get a big used step to, like, up.
2: all of the other voices of the people who have been vaccinated joining the Hive, so...
0: Right, you know, It yeah. just takes a little bit. Um, so it's, so basically, that's the problem. But as a result of that, everything went wrong on the stream all at once. But now it's all fixed, and we're moving forward. This Just is like make- our first episode of Academy Awards coverage. Um, wow.
2: We're big I, do time. Do.
0: And... <laughs> yes, that's the song. Um,
2: The Oscars. The Oscars. I just wanted to do one that was wrong too, so. <laughs> that's
0: good. <laughs> oh my gosh, my... my
2: my year-old sourdough starter just died because I neglected it for too long, and I did play. I did give it the the tap so. salute down the sink when I was cleaning. Up. <laughs> okay,
0: so wait. how long are you supposed to leave a sourdough starter for?
2: It can last forever. It's just that I had. Yeah, I, I thought I they never went bad. I didn't fed it. I didn't feed it, and so then it got moldy. Oh, you have to but f- feed it. Yeah. So what you have you. It's just flour and water, but like every day or every few days or like you're supposed to do it pretty frequently. You take out some of the flour and water just so you don't have like an endless amount of starter. And then you add some new flour and water in so that it it keeps feeding the yeast and not not the uh, it doesn't mold the bacteria.
0: So why didn't you just cook it when you were done?
2: Because I wanted to keep I wanted to keep having starter for more bread.
0: (laughs) You wanted to keep it like a pet? That's how they made cereal.
2: Because it's like time consuming to start a starter over. So like you usually just keep it. And if you can, but this was my first one and it died. I started it at the beginning of quarantine. So you think so? Yeast is living, right? We all know this. The yeast, but so do you think
1: when you have like a really really old starter, do you think they start to have like their own little like hierarchy of like the yeast that's like been there the longest? Like, do they they have a society? Yeah, do you think they're like friends in there and they're like, oh, you're the new kid on the block. Welcome to this nasty ass jar that we all live in.
2: I think Oleg, which was the name of my starter, um, I think that he. He probably had, like, a democratic republic rolling around that time, you know?
1: Yeah, you just destroyed
2: it. You killed them. Yeah, they were socialists, so I had to end them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, topical. Uh, just like in Monk. Just like okay. in Monk. Just like in Mankey. Oh, so, Mankey.
1: this is the beginning
0: of our award mm, season coverage. Mankey. We're doing Monk today, and I believe that... We're still courting guests for a couple other Best Picture nominee episodes before the actual ceremony. We've been sending out flowers.
1: We've been sending out a box of chocolates. Yeah, yeah nobody's, nobody's giving us the time of day.
0: Pressing the flesh. Um, I expect the other 2 we'll probably do will probably be Trial of the Chicago 7 and Sound of Metal. Just because those are kind of the most accessible ones that I think people want to watch and talk about, you know? Yeah. And also not deeply politically loaded in a way that would make us a little uncomfy to talk about on our public podcast.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're just
1: here making goofs.
0: Right. Well, I guess we could do Nomadland. Nomadland might be fun. The
2: Madland*. Yeah, um, that would be fun.
0: Because that's on Hulu. Uh, no we'll We love
2: Hulu. What happened to um, the mad Lad?
0: But what do you say since we're just, just getting at the beginning of this, why don't we take a look at these nominations and just go category by category and see how we feel? Does this sound good to you guys?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. We sure. might as well kick it off.
0: Let's kick it. Okay.
2: Yeah. So. All right, stop. Collaborate I, oh, and listen. Exactly I will. Uh, you did vanilla you uh, ice.
0: <laughs> let's... I'm just going to read through until we have something to say. Uh. So, going from bottom to top on the on the Academy website. Original screenplay, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7. Feels pretty okay to me. Yeah,
1: it sounds right.
2: Sounds about um, right. You know, sounds
0: just about right.
2: Sounds of metal. <laughs> so oh, nice. Thank you.
0: Um, I really think that this year has been pretty solid for Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. Like, the only, like, major snub was, at least to me, was uh, Defy Five Bloods, which I think is yeah. completely egregious. But there were a lot of movies that I didn't think were going to get nominated that I really liked that did get nominated, so it's hard for me to be, like, super mad about it. I think it all kind of evens out, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I thought Defy Five Bloods should have been in a screenplay nomination, at least, but, alas, it was not meant to be. Um Adapted screenplay. Okay, here's a wild one. Adapted screenplay The White Tiger on Netflix, One Night in Miami, Nomad Land, The Father, Fine, 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 and then Borat's subsequent movie film.
2: Yeah, that was very interesting to me. <laughs> which is
0: wild because that movie is like mostly improvised. Yeah. Right? I was about to
2: say, what do
1: they mean by adaption? Yeah, what was it adapted? I mean, well, the, from, like, the way TV that it TV works, show? because it's a
0: sequel, because it's a sequel, like, oh. it's lumped into adapted no matter that what. Um, That's not what
2: that means. that. No. But... But so is The Godfather <laughs> 2. Was that, like... Yeah, yeah but that well, was I adapted screenplay. It. Okay. It's also based
0: on a novel, Keisha. That was definitely adapted screenplay. Yeah, this is my thing. favorite book,
2: The Godfather <laughs> 2. I tried to think of a sequel. That's the first one that came to my brain.
0: Um but it's so like if it's i guess what they're just doing is like the screenplay quote-unquote of whatever the finished product is they're not judging it on like a pre-existing screenplay that was written before the film came out they're like judging the final products contents in a literary sense i guess <laughs> i guess that's the way it's supposed to work uh weird weird and fascinating here we go, visual effects. This one's pretty wild because there were no blockbusters this year.
2: Yeah, but so the, I already have my pick for best visual effects. Oh,
0: absolutely we do. So it's Love and Monsters, a movie I've been seeing a lot of at the Redbox lately. Uh, George Clooney's The Midnight Sky, Mulan, the one and only Ivan on Disney+. Plus
1: oh fuck yeah dude
0: <laughs> which was pretty good and i did praise the visual effects of it in my review of it but yeah. whatever uh and finally the most winner. importantly the winner in our eyes tenet tenet,
2: tenet.
0: which will win tenet.
1: Um, it's i guess and, does all the reverse stuff count as special effects i guess yeah
0: does what say again
1: all the reverse stuff counts as special effects. I mean, that's
0: the weird thing about Tenet, is that the amount of, like, actual, like, on, like, when they break it down, there's, like, 50 special effects shots in Tenet, which yeah. is, like, tremendously low. Yeah. Like, most big-budget movies, even if they're not very CG-heavy, have at least, like, two or 300, and Tenet has, like, almost nothing compared to that.
2: That's uh, true. What's Tenet- so it's, like... Did Tenet ten get nominated for editing?
0: No, it did not. Which because is a crime. that I guess
2: that, most dumb. of what people would qualify as visual effects was actually from editing. So right, mm-hmm. but editing and that's the thing- is always the it always makes me angry because it's whatever is nominated there always feels like they it's annoying. It's bad. I don't it have it, a lot. No, of No, yeah, on the it.
0: editing category is consistently bullshit for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a like a facet of. How, like, the academy voting system works Mm -hmm. because, like, for actors, they only let people who are actors vote and etc. etc. I wonder if the editing category has a broader uh academy base than other ones, like, maybe directors and actors get to vote on editing. I don't know, maybe I'll look into it someday. Uh, sound design, uh. Uh oh wait I forgot that they combined the two sound categories this year because
1: um, it's just proving further that they don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: right uh sound of metal which should win Yep,
1: obviously uh,
0: oh except actually soul maybe should win too either of yeah, those there
1: was be some really cool sound effects in soul That's
0: uh fair. news of the world monk and greyhound which I don't even know what that is
1: I I feel like the the sound design doesn't really stand out in Monk and like we'll talk about it but like well I
0: think they make some really interesting sound design decisions in Monk but
1: they do but they're like (laughs) traditional decisions like you know like they're just using traditional tools in a cool way you
2: know
0: did you have something to say Keisha
2: no I have the hiccups really bad (laughs) 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 no I'm dying I'm I'm fighting it so much right now (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then I mean I don't want to be I don't want to be glib about it, but we could probably skip over short films because we haven't seen them. I
1: haven't seen any short films. Uh,
0: production design, the father, the father, which is the movie that got like eight nominations that I have not heard a single person mention even once. The father. Uh, it's just like the anonymous Anthony Hopkins movie <laughs> that just gets an obligatory like eight Oscar nominations. I don't know. I've heard it's good. Now that it, now that I've looked into it But uh-huh. uh, don't know anything about it uh, Anyway, production design, The Father Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Monk News of the World, and our boy Tenet
2: Hell yeah Why I, do you say Tenet on like one. that?
0: <laughs> good, Tenet Just in time. Your, your hiccups um, And for production design I think Monk's got a good shot at it I it think does. Ma Rainey's some great will most likely sets. win though
2: Yeah, I would say Manky. Um...
0: It's looking good. Looking at... Oh, okay, then, best picture... Are these, like, alphabetical? These are in a weird order. The best picture nominees are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Monk, Minari, uh, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, Trial of the Chicago 7. To each, I say, yeah, totally cool.
1: I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> if you picked Nothing any of those, would be like, great, cool.
0: No, and, like, I think... I always think back to fucking 2018, where they had nine nominees and only two of them were good. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't get over how awful that year was. I'm being dramatic because a lot of them were good, but there were a lot of them that just I didn't like. That was the year that was like Green Book, Vice, Black Klansman, which I don't really like, uh, Black Panther, which I just, I felt weird about it being nominated at all, and... Oh, what else was it? It was like all these movies that I just didn't like or care yeah, about. Yeah, and Green
2: Book won. Yeah, yeah Green, Book Green Book won Best the fuck Picture. What was up with that? Uh, Green That's Book what is I've, real problematic.
0: <laughs> That's what I've found about the Academy Awards in the last five years, is that for pretty much every category, they're either going to pick the coolest, most interesting choice, or they're going to pick the absolute worst choice, and there's no in-between. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's Are you so talking about 2019 or, or 2018? Because 2018 was Shape of Water, and Phantom. Bread well, I'm
0: talking about the 2019 ceremony yeah, for okay.
2: 2018 movies. Well, I was, I yeah, I mean, I knew. Oh, uh, that was also Bohemian Rhapsody was that year.
0: Oh yeah, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody was the other one that year. There was like this and trifecta of just born. like shitty movies. I kind of yeah. like Stars Born. I like that Star was one, is one born. of the ones I actually liked. Stars Born and The Favorite both kind of slap. And then everything else, I was like, I don't really care about any of these other ones.
2: Yeah. Starsborn Born actually makes so many interesting directorial choices and was not nominated for Best Director, which is just like, <laughs> screw you, Bradley Cooper, I guess. Like, we like this yeah. property, but we don't like you. And we like the movie, but we don't like you. <laughs>
0: But yeah, Green Book was the was the movie where it was basically just like Viggo Mortensen being like, hey, I'm Italian and I'm a racist. Yeah, he Marshall was like, I'm Ollie more black like,
2: than you because you don't use slang words like I thought you would. And it's gross and <laughs> right. weird. And,
0: and Mahershala Ali it, like, teaches him how to not be racist anymore. And he's like,
2: oh, I am
0: not racist anymore. You've taught me the power of friendship over here. Yeah, they're like,
1: like white savior <laughs> and... And I have a black friend. Yeah, and the I actual have a black family friend, the of movie. the black guy was like, no, that guy was, was racist always and never stopped being
2: racist.
0: It's the shocking <laughs> true story of anyway. how your white friend who has a black friend met his black friend.
2: Or yeah, I like to I, call it driving Miss Daisy, but backwards. See, progressive. <laughs> it's progressive. The inverted
0: driving Miss yes. Daisy.
2: <laughs> That's actually the creepypasta we're reading today. So. Dropping off Miss Daisy. <laughs> Dro-
0: <laughs> uh, being driven by Miss Daisy uh,
1: <laughs> Miss so, Daisy has stolen your car
0: Original song Fight for You from Judas and the Black Messiah Hear My Voice from Trial of the Chicago 7 uh, Scene from The Life Ahead Which is a foreign movie I haven't seen And uh, Speak Now from One Night in Miami All pretty good until you hit The gold, until you hit the nugget Deep Within which is Husevic From Eurovision Song Contest the story of fire (laughs) saga to which i say fuck yeah academy let's go yeah
1: yeah i mean if are you a man or a muppet could win an academy award i'm pretty sure that one could (laughs) hey that was
0: funny because that was an atrocious year for best original song
1: oh yeah it was have
0: you looked at that because there were three nominations and two of them were the muppets
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't remember what. And the third one was from Rio. <laughs> Those were oh, the God. only movies oh, that had right. original songs. <laughs> the Academy Awards that year were a song from Rio and two <laughs> songs from the Muppets.
2: Man or it's Muppet a, is a great song. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, and it won the
0: Academy Award because it rules.
2: Yeah, it's the best ever.
0: Uh, okay, so the here's the only nomination to Five Bloods got, which is original score which I think is deserved. I think that's a good score. Bums me out that it's the only thing it was nominated for, though. But also uh, Monk, which I think should win, probably. Um, Minari, News of the World, and Soul, which is also really good. But I'm a little upset that Tenet got snubbed for this, to be honest.
2: I got distracted. What was the category? I would probably agree. The music. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I thought for
0: sure it was going to get a score nomination.
2: I know. They're playing it backwards for crying out loud. (laughs) Come on. For the crying. Yudvig
0: Good stuff.
2: Get out of here with that. But Soul does sound really beautiful. And so does does Monk.
0: And yeah, Monk is a soundtrack I've been listening to on repeat for a really long time. I use it to fall asleep most nights. It's just really good and nice and long. Um, and Mank and, and very Monk
2: And it goes Manky uh, Manky At the very
0: <laughs> end uh, Makeup and hair styling Emma Hillbilly Elegy Whoops uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom Monk And Pinocchio You guys know about that Pinocchio movie? Did that movie? come
2: out? What?
0: <laughs> Not Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio uh, Did any Pinocchio. Pinocchio
2: come out? Wait hold <laughs> yeah. on
0: If you Google it, you'll see a poster and everything, but I guarantee you the movie does not exist. It's like a, it's like a psyop. They're like, oh yeah, uh, it was one of those movies that came out like in March and like had like almost a theatrical run before they just dumped it on VOD and just completely flew under every radar, which leads me to believe that it's not actually real. I think it's made up.
1: I was, where can you
2: watch it?
0: I do not know. I mean, it is came out like almost a year ago now. Life I'm sure is beautiful,
2: it's on director Blu-ray.
0: Did?
2: The life, what movie? Is, the life is beautiful. Director, Italian. oh okay,
0: yeah, sure. I mean, okay. he would have if it were real. He would have done it.
2: I kind of wow. I'm I love Pinocchio. I'm always down to watch Pinocchio. and <laughs> other, so yeah. So
0: here's what's whack: is the film editing. The film editing just feels like different best picture most of the time (laughs) it's like just pick five of the best picture nominated movies and just throw them in there because the fact that tenet wasn't nominated and the fact that i'm thinking of ending things wasn't nominated Mm, just like fully speaks to the fact that the whole category is bullshit to me Mm
2: -hmm. uh
0: because i don't know if you guys have seen this video essay but there's a video essay from thomas flight on youtube i think it's thomas flight um, Like, just breaking down the way that Charlie Kaufman edits the, like, dialogue scenes where they're in the car in I'm Thinking of Ending Things and how, like, totally unique and transgressive they are just in terms of, like, craft and how interesting the editing is in that movie.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think, you know, Trial of the Chicago 7 has kind of bad editing. Like, the <laughs> editing's fine in Trial of the Chicago 7. I don't know. But there's, like, nothing interesting about the editing in that movie to me.
2: Yeah. I've, I've It just um, seems like the editing category... Like, win, Bohemian Rhapsody did win Best Editing that year, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: which it's, sucks!
2: It's like, they just... Whoever makes a movie where the editing is noticeable like that is who is being nominated because yeah there's like scenes where their eye lines don't match up and i think patrick h willems had like a a really long video essay on this or someone did right but it's just like not i think it
0: was i think it was also thomas fly he does a lot of good video essays on. i'm sure that multiple
2: people have talked about this because oh yeah
0: because it's, it's egregious. It's
2: it, it's upsetting. It's so upsetting because there are <laughs> movies that are taking huge leaps and bounds to edit movies in really interesting, captivating ways, but you don't notice it because it's edited well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Directing is kind of interesting this year because it's promising young woman, Nomadland, Minari, Monk, and um, another round, which is a, a I believe. Excuse me. I think it's a Danish movie. It's a foreign language movie uh, with Mad's Mickelson. It's a comedy that I keep hearing is really good. I'm waiting for that red box copy. Um, but it's just cool. I like when they throw a curveball in there for something like this. Um, and it's also unless I'm misremembering,, uh, I believe this is the first time ever that two women have been nominated for best directing in the same year.
2: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Uh, for nomad land and promising young woman i might be getting that wrong but i don't know cool um costume design emma Ma Rainey's black bottom monk mulan and pinocchio another pinocchio oscar <laughs> nomination. Pinocchio movie, that thank make god sense. Yeah. i
2: hope pinocchio wins it that'll be amazing well, how
0: how wild would it be <laughs> like imagine if they got up on stage and they would be like we tricked you guys. We tricked all you motherfuckers. We didn't make that fucking movie. You all voted for it. Yeah, it, It's like, not it would real. You, like, put
1: the highlights up on the screen. It's just like footage not found.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like the Adobe Premiere screen that says like this footage has not been
2: connected. Yeah. Those like bits on the late night show or whatever where they'll send out someone on the streets and they'll be like, how do you feel about the president <laughs> saying that he's going to kill all puppies And they're like, yeah, that's terrible. And it's just like very obviously not true. (laughs) But they're just like, oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm reading here. The award's going to Pinacho? (laughs) Pinacho?
2: Nachos? Pistachio? (laughs)
0: Um, And hey, we've got a couple of new people in the chat, by the way. I just want to address that while we're most of the way through these awards nominations. Uh, By these 10
1: billion w- awards nominations,
0: we had Ivan Torres, who's kicked around every once in a while, but it's been a hot second since we've seen them, which is exciting. And there's also somebody named Wu Jumbo. Who
2: maybe has I been around. I jumbo you, jumbo you jumbo he she, he, she woo we, jumbo. jumbo
0: jumbo uh who woo jumbo <laughs> uh so it's good to have you too I don't you might have been here a couple of times before I can't quite remember but we're happy to have you I no think I what. would
2: recognize that Doug. I would have absolutely uh, done that bit already so yeah, it's been a while
0: <laughs> <laughs> right true 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 uh, cinematography Judas and the Black Messiah uh monk. News of the World, Nomadland, Trial of the Chicago 7. I think Trial of the Chicago 7 getting nominated in this category is kind of whack. I don't think Trial of the Chicago 7 really looks that good. I like Trial of the Chicago 7. I think it's good, and I'm totally down with it being nominated for Best Picture. But cinematography? I don't think so. On that one, for sure. I don't yeah. know, you guys might not have an opinion. I've seen, like, <laughs> almost all these movies, and I know you guys probably have. Yeah, so like, we have but... seen
1: barely any of these movies. I think I this bit that... might have been podcast poison, but it's fine.
0: No, I'm going.
1: animated <laughs> okay. feature
0: film. We got Onward. We got Soul, obviously. We um, got Wolfwalkers. Obvious. We got Over the Moon, which isn't that great. And uh, the, a Shaun the Sheep movie, colon, Farmageddon, which I yeah. didn't even hear about.
2: That's, uh... I thought
1: that came out in 2007.
0: There have been a handful of on the Sheet movies, and they tend to get nominated for best animated feature. Is that
2: just they're because they're pretty it's clay beige? Um, it's just a
0: <clears throat> Well, I always hear that they're really good. Like they're beloved movies that get like good reception and good reviews and stuff, so I'm sure yeah. that's part of the reason. And another part of the reason is that basically only like six animated movies came out this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is the I see other a lot of
1: discourse of online that's like wolf walkers is the best animated movie ever and if it doesn't win then society has wronged every single individual in the world and it's like i get that we all miss 2d animation and that it's a gorgeous film because of course it is because it's from that studio like of course it's gorgeous animation but like First of all, if you're putting all of your opinions on the Oscars, you, you shouldn't, because they're <laughs> bullshit. And especially for animation, because, like, we have our own animation or- awards, so it's like, go, if you want, like, actually educated opinions so, on, like, how good animated films are, do that. Because, like, it's always, majority of the time, it's all, like, it's either gonna be, I think it's gonna be soul. Like, it's gonna be soul. Yeah, if, it has if, to like, be. It's, like, 99.9% gonna be soul. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, that's just what it's gonna be. That's just how it works. <laughs>
2: It, hits, um, it checks I think all there's, the boxes.
0: I think there's a chance it could be Wolfwalkers, but I don't think it's likely.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Just because Breadwinner
1: win? it was nominated one year.
0: I don't think so.
2: It
1: probably lost to Toy winner Story. Breadwinner is a depressing three. book and a depressing
0: movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't much like Breadwinner. Maybe that's why I'm thinking it didn't win. But
1: <laughs> because it's a say. very sad movie. It's not um, fun to watch. Gorgeously animated, a real big bummer. <laughs>
0: uh, so actress in a supporting role. We got uh, Yo Jung Yoon in Minari. We've got Amanda Seyfried in Monk. Uh, we've got Olivia Coleman Olivia in The Father. And uh, Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy. Which is like, have either of you guys seen Hillbilly Elegy?
1: No, I've just heard you complain about it. Yeah, that's why I, I haven't seen it.
0: Well, right, because it blows. Because yeah. it sucks and everyone knows it sucks.
1: because I told them um, they know because I told them
0: I think nominating Glenn Close is fine I think that she is good in that movie despite the fact that the script blows dicks Mm -hmm. um but like you know I'm not upset about it I think if it was getting anything other than like makeup and Actress for Glenn Close I'd be upset But like just those two it's like sure fine Whatever who cares Do you Um, think it's one of those
2: we gotta give Glenn Close uh, An Oscar at some point Right yeah
0: exactly Um, But also My girl Maria Bakalova Who I think is Absolutely the best (laughs) performance of the whole Year in Borat subsequent movie Film because holy shit I don't know. know If I've done this on the podcast yet She is 19 years old she does not speak English as a first language, and she's making an, a, like, improvised prank comedy movie alongside Sasha Baron Cohen and being so fucking funny and good under those mm-hmm. circumstances. Like, holy shit, I cannot even imagine having to do anything like that.
2: I, and, it's, like, like, four huge tasks yeah. On top of just being an actress. Like it's crazy. <laughs> right. They're monumental. It's absolutely
0: insane. And if Maria Vakalova doesn't win, I'm going to burn Hollywood to the ground.
1: Yeah. Um, Make it just like Mank does. Just like <laughs> Monk does. Spoilers for Mank. <laughs> yeah, he burns It's down a Quentin Tarantino-esque
0: <laughs> revisionist history movie. Where Herman Monkowitz
1: Yes.
0: Just <laughs> commits a terrorist attack against Los Angeles.
1: He's like, yeah, um, but like it's great, you love it. you all
2: know my name now, Hollywood! <laughs> so
0: actress in a leading role, Viola Davis in Ma Reddy's Black Bottom, Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand in Nomadland, Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman, and Andra Day in the Hulu original movie The United States vs. Billie Holiday, which is just, I don't know why we have just decided that we're gonna give Best Actress to the most boring, anonymous movie possible every year, no matter what. You know,
2: because <laughs> it's like Bond the
1: United States versus Billie Holiday. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I like the I saw the preview of it on Netflix and I was like, ooh, I like Billy Holidays. Is it it's, really bad?
0: Well, it's on Hulu. I mean it's not bad. It's just a movie that nobody saw or cares about. Same thing. Last year the winner was Renee Zellweger for the Judy Garland biopic that absolutely nobody saw. Um, I it's thought like,
2: it was hella depressing <laughs> and I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, it's probably <laughs> not even that good. I don't know. For some reason we've just decided like that best actor has to go to somebody who is acting in a movie that's not nominated for anything else. You know? <laughs> like, like I don't know why that it's,
2: is. It's way harder to act like you're a person who existed before and not a person who was written in a script. It's just a lot right. harder to do that. And so we're going to reward you for it.
0: And because, I don't know, she won the... Andrew Day won the Golden Globe. And I'm sure she'll win the Oscar because that's just the way this thing goes. And I don't want to be too mean about it because I'm sure she's great in it, you know. Yeah. But like, it's just this weird phenomenon that annoys me a lot. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah.
1: Maybe the Oscars are dumb. <laughs> um, Aren't and the they Oscars do
0: it with men also, bad? but not quite as bad. Um, and then actor in a supporting role, we've got Sasha Baron Cohen in Trial of Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya in Double Jesus in the Double Black Messiah.
2: Right? Did he get nominated yeah. for best actor in Borat?
0: No, he did uh, not.
2: My, um, just um, dumb.
0: That was the Golden Globes. <laughs>
2: um, um Leslie different.
0: Odom Jr. in One Night in Miami, and, which I think and is music. weird. I don't think, I don't think that's right, <laughs> Keisha. But I don't even think Leslie Odom Jr. is the best person in One Night in Miami. But it's fine. I'm happy to see somebody from it get nominated. People uh, love Lakeith Leslie. Stanfield. Oh, here's the fun one. LaKeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya, the co-leads of Judas and the Black Messiah, are both nominated in supporting roles this year.
2: <laughs>
0: are you s- sniffing something? I'm going Keisha? I'm
2: going I like with through my teeth, you know, like when something's oh. awkward and not a good choice. You go,
0: "Oh, you, you don't think that's a good choice?" Sound, I think it's cool. I
2: don't I don't think it's cool to put them in best supporting actor when they're not supporting actors. I think that they should be in Best lead actor, but I think I mean. It's look, they were it's all nominated.
0: about it's all about campaigning, though. Yeah, you that's know?
2: true.
0: I don't know if either of them w- would stand up against. um And plus, it's also weird, like when neither of those actors are like the definitive lead. Yeah. Like how do you? Jackson, you just
1: have them fight in a big pit, <laughs> and whoever gets out of the pit
2: is the actual lead. I gets think the also, nomination. yeah. I come from a very uh Tony nomin, like Tony big Award pit. background, so oh, right. yeah. like the the nominations do work differently there, where like there, it's easier to say this is a lead role and this is a supporting role, and you can see like three people from the same show being nominated. <laughs> So maybe right. that's where I'm coming from, where my brain right. is oriented that direction. Right.
0: No, yeah, yes. I mean, it's then, not then like...
2: actually, I'm all for it.
0: Right. I it and back. I mean, they're the only people being nominated for Judas and the Black Messiah. It's not they're like, and Jesse Plemons, actor in a leading role. <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, and Paul Racy in Sound of Metal. I'm so excited to see that because I did not think there was a chance he would get nominated but he's so fucking good in Sound of Metal. Um and I know every, everybody's very excited about that nomination, but I am too because Sound of Metal is my my boy this year. I am rooting for Sound of Metal in all categories this year.
2: Except for um, the ones that Tenet is But I true, they don't except overlap, for the ones that the
0: Tenet is up for. Yeah, which um yeah. but and then the final one, actor in a leading role, Riz Ahmed Sound of Metal, f- I'm pumping my fist. Uh <laughs> Anthony Hopkins in The Father, I guess. Gary Oldman sure. in Monk and Stephen U.N. in Minari and Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, who will win, obviously. Yeah. Even though I think that Chadwick Boseman's a supporting actor in that movie, but it's fine.
1: Yeah. How dare For you, me. Jackson? <laughs> Speak ill of the dead again.
0: <laughs> lots lots of category fraud going on here. Okay, so that's it. That's what I we're do, talking about. That, so, it is
2: exciting that, uh, that two... Asian Americans have been nominated though, yeah. and a Muslim American.
0: In Shout in out. acting, you mean? In
2: acting, yes, yes, yes. In this in this category that we're specifically talking about. Yeah, I, I really love Steven think Yen. that he's my fave.
0: Stephen Yen, do you know? I don't. I think it's an old Adult Swim sketch, but there's this clip that goes around online every once in a while of Stephen Yen back in his like comedy days, when he was just like, "Are you ever walking down the street with one of your bros?" And you like you, the back of your hands brush together, and you think, huh, that was weird, but I'm not gay. <laughs> yes, you are. You are gay. <laughs> and it's so funny. It cracks me up uh, every single so time.
2: Good. He's also um, in an episode of I Think You Should Leave, which I highly recommend to everybody. That's
0: right. He's the one who eats the mud pie.
2: Yeah, it's so good.
0: <laughs> um,. <laughs> And yeah, so, okay, yeah. And our our boy, our boy Herman J. Monkowitz... Hermie. Uh, Hermie. Monk is nominated for more than any other movie this year. Which I think yeah. is kind of interesting, considering that the movie was generally kind of lukewarmly received. <laughs> I really, really large.
1: like it, it, though. It hits really like all it. of
2: the Oscar tropes, though. Right, it does. It, It's black and white... And it's about Hollywood and it's political, but not that political. And like you could like it from both sides. And there's a character actor that is beloved. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's a period piece. Like it's everything. It's everything that they want and more. Because it's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which is everything
2: that I want. That's what I want. (laughs) I want like, I want
1: politics that I can separate from my own life and are aesthetically pleasing. And it's just, it's love it. I love it so much. It's great.
0: Um, I'll let you guys go because I've been talking a lot because I've just been reading, reading yeah. off these. But a lot of what I have to bring to the table for this episode is like context stuff, like the story of how this movie got made and like how it all mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah blah blah. But that can I mean, go later.
1: Honestly, I didn't write down a whole lot of notes for this movie because I was absolutely like just watching it and loving it. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. Like this is just this is just so totally my
2: thing. I, I think love then like I will take the role of devil's advocate for this movie because <laughs> oh, it's no. not my fave kind of movie. I can recognize that it's good, but I don't always enjoy watching things like this. So I will take I will accept my role. Vilify me now, crucify me, crucify yeah, me. Fuck you, Keisha. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Are you uh, are you the Jesus Christ superstar? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm the devil's advocate. <laughs> wow.
0: Um. Adeline, Gary Oldman, your thoughts?
1: He is the lead, correct? Mm-hmm. He is mom. Uh, good. Does a really good job. He seems so much older than he is, because and even I don't know if is? that's on purpose. If that's just what that guy was like. If that's just what Mank is like. So yeah. Yeah, he's supposed That's to be ancient. like
2: early 30s to early 40s throughout this whole time. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the, he dies at 55. Yeah. Spoiler alerts for history. <laughs> and spoiler <laughs> like alert he- for you, Gary Oldman's 63 right now. So the whole time yeah, he's exactly. older than he ever yeah, was. Yeah, so the whole time, because his wife looks like
1: she's like, he looks like she's like 30, maybe like mid 30s, late 30s. Like she looks like an adult, younger, on the younger side woman. And he just looks like he's 60 the whole movie <laughs> So right. it, it was a weird Little separation of reality Where i just be like they're married It doesn't seem like they should be married But they're married and then it was right. very nice But yeah he's just ancient the entire movie Well yeah
0: and that's sort of been a controversy around it Because yeah in real life The, the Herman Monkowitz Was Like I think he was like 33 or something like that Like yeah. during the events of this movie uh, and Gary Oldman looks like he's, like, 70 in this.
1: Yeah, because, well, like, he's <laughs> in a <laughs> car accident, and he, like, breaks his leg, and, like, that's what he's recovering from. But he's always, like, dramatically coughing into his bloody handkerchief <laughs> and stuff. Right. So I'm just, like, waiting for him to die of, like, dysentery or something, because he's ancient, and he's, like, yeah. sick and alcoholic. I'm like, oh, so he's gonna die? And it's like, no, he di- He does die, but he dies later but not from, on like...
2: Screen.
1: Yeah, from like but, regular complications that most people go through, not because right. of the car crash right now, and it's like, oh well. But yeah, so I'm, here's I'm really something I'll bring up this about: this guy to kick the bucket on screen.
0: <laughs> like, like the making of this movie, David Fincher, uh, his dad's name was Jack Fincher, and he was like a journalist and a critic for years and years, and he worked on Life Magazine, um, and he <laughs> wrote a couple of screenplays in his day. He wrote a screenplay about Howard Hughes that eventually sort of became the aviator. Um, but he didn't end up with a writing credit on it because they just sort of took it and they got so many other writers on it. It ended up sort of like drowning him out. In terms sure, of yeah.
1: The and a couple in, other things that were no, like in, that, in, I don't oh, think he
0: ever, I don't think Jack Fincher ever actually got an official screenwriting credit on any of the movies he worked on, but, um, but it's not like a lot of them. It's like three or four movies. Um, but his son, David Fincher, director of Seven and Fight Club and Gone Girl, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, is basically the last screenplay that Jack Fincher wrote was this screenplay. The screenplay he'd been working on for years about Herman Mankiewicz and about uh, like the, the story behind Citizen Kane, um, which <laughs> David Fincher had been trying to get made. Since, like, the year 2000, basically. And the thing about it is that nobody ever, 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 ever wants to produce a black and white movie. Because, literally, they have never done well, ever. Like, there is (laughs) basically no black and white movie that has ever been profitable. Um... But that was, like, really important to, like, their vision of this movie, so we could never, ever quite get it going. And from what I understand, Gary Oldman was pretty much attached to it from the get, which is part Mm -hmm. of why he's so old in this movie. Yeah, Um, Yeah, he
2: would have been the perfect age in 2018. Well, I think
0: he even probably would have been kind of old then, but even still, I don't know. Well, Um, I mean,
2: take away 20 years. Yeah, that's 40, baby.
0: But yeah, but what I think is so fascinating... Is, like, that's, like, basically the big reason. Like, no no black and white movie has basically ever made money. So the only way he can get it made is to go to Netflix, right? Because they don't need mm-hmm. particular movies to They don't care about their movies to make
1: money. Yeah, exactly. They, they just need people to be like, money. oh,
0: if there's, like, a very small demographic that's just, like, new David Fincher movie. I'm going to watch it no matter what. So they're, like, courting them to get them on Netflix subscriptions, right? But the mm-hmm. thing about it. Even on Netflix, a place where it requires zero currency of you to sit down and watch a movie, in a year that had like a lot of like fancy awardsy movies that performed very well, this is information I'm getting from like good sources. I'm just saying that because Netflix is really weird about how they report things. But even Netflix had to acknowledge like, yeah, Mank didn't do super well. <laughs> like, even compared to, like, Trial of the Chicago 7 or Defy Bloods, like, other, like, auteurist, sort of boring-looking oscar movies, like, people didn't really click on it, which just serves to further prove that nobody ever wants to see black-and-white movies ever, which I think is so funny.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah. If you like sat down and you're like, "All right, we're gonna make a silent movie with the cards that come down and tell you what people are saying," I think we'd <laughs> all be like, "No, no, we don't want that." You know, like it right. just feels like it feels like a step backwards. Like I love this movie. I love that's that's in black and white. I love how they can incorporate like the lighting techniques of old movies because I love I love like the golden age of cinema movies. I love how they look and like how they do what they do and like so they're able to like totally capture that and do some awesome things like with like how they use the light in this black and white situation but at the same time I feel like a lot of the time during the movie I was kind of thinking like this would look so fucking cool if it was in color (laughs) like this (laughs) would be really cool if it was really pretty and
2: colorful (laughs) yeah and I think like on top of that mank monk monk is (laughs) You don't uh, really know from the get-go what it's going to be about unless you have backstory a little bit behind it. And then also, it's out of those three movies specifically from Netflix, I feel like is the least topical today, or at least what you'd assume to be topical, because I... I'm not the biggest That's fan of to me. Hollywood loves itself and wants to t- tell stories about Hollywood. And I, it just, like, it. sometimes they're interesting. Like, I love Hail Caesar, but also other things happen in that besides Hollywood loves Hollywood. And not to say that that doesn't happen in this movie. Obviously, there are other things that happen. But it it, it gets a little tedious for me to hear actors and directors and writers talk about how great... It is to be in showbiz, and then that's what- But that's I think what the whole thing, though, Keisha,
1: that's you get all That's the opposite these, of what this movie is. Yeah, I know that. You get all these people that are I like, know oh, showbiz is so
0: great, it's the movie-making business, it's so wonderful, and they turn around and they fuck over I everybody.
2: No, but I'm saying that's how it's it's marketed, how it's perceived. I guess. And when you turn it on, or it when you're marketed. about to turn it on- <laughs> Yeah, well, it also
0: kind of wasn't marketed.
2: It, okay. That's, I'm just saying, there are roadblocks more, there are more roadblocks than just being in black and white. I'm saying probably right now, in the year 2021, people care a little bit more about other things besides Herman okay. Mankiewicz, which is like, I, I this movie is shouldn't. about the Republican Party using propaganda I, to totally steal an election. That, that feels I, very relevant. I know that, but. <laughs> Why are you talking? Playing devil's advocate? Today. <laughs> no, you're not playing you're devil's wrong. advocate. You're just saying things that aren't true. That's no, that's that's the background. That's the the framing that they use to tell this story and other stories. That that's I'm just saying that's kind of a roadblock. That's gonna stop people from choosing to watch this movie over what other movie. That's all I'm you're saying. Sure I'm like- not. I'm not but saying that's all the movie was about. I'm saying about that's, old that's a roadblock. So
1: people would be like, oh, heck yeah, I love all old Hollywood. And I watch the movie and they're like, oh, this movie's
2: actually fuck old Hollywood. And it's like, oh, I'm interested and invested now. But, if, but I'm saying I'm usually a person who's like, eh, I don't really care about old Hollywood, which is why this movie is interesting to me. But if your person is like, eh, I don't really care about old Hollywood, you're probably not going to turn this movie on. Because it's... Not super clear from the get go that they're like. Okay, I- Keisha, what happens? Keisha, what happens when you watch the movie? What happens afterwards? But right. what happens when you haven't seen the movie and you're about to turn it on? You don't want to no, watch. No, we're trying
0: to move past this. What okay, want to very, say fine. a <laughs> lot fine. of people yes. probably don't want to turn it on before Netflix before you cool. watch a
2: movie. <laughs> Wait, that's what I'm saying. You won't turn it on if you're like, I don't care about old yes. Hollywood. That's all I'm saying. That's okay, true. Okay, great.
0: Yes. And, then, Absolutely. and then, you watch watch. then you watch the movie, and then what happens? you just I like, like, talk about the
2: movie? Yeah, then I was like, yeah, uh, stop hating on socialistic belief systems in America, which, yeah, I agree with. I liked the movie. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> there's a roadblock.
0: I agree all the with time the movie. On this I like the movie. Where, like, two of us like it a lot and one of us likes it slightly less just, and it just turns yeah, into a bloodbath. It's like not that. even
2: dislike, it's just, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. my fave. <laughs> it always Ugh. happens this way, it's so funny, though.
0: <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I mean, this whole movie, if you haven't seen it, yeah it's pretty good.
1: It's pretty it, like, good, dog.
0: It's all about, like, the way, it centers around... You know, it sort of is marketed as like, oh, this is like the story behind the Citizen Kane script, which it Mm -hmm. is kind of, but it's not necessarily more. It's not like that biopic thing where it's like, oh, that's where that came from. That's where he got the inspiration for (laughs) this scene or whatever. It's winter
2: and he sees a boy sledding. He's like, (laughs) that's genius.
0: Uh, It's more like (laughs) it's more like just sort of like contextualizing what The world was like politically when Citizen Kane was being written, which I think is way more interesting. Um, Yeah, and it centers around the California governor election in nineteen
2: thirty-four, thirty something,
0: thirty-four.
1: Or no, it was thirty-two. What was it? I in know. the 30s, it was thirty-four. In the thirty. During
0: the Great Depression.
1: There's a big light of the year, and it's like nineteen thirty
2: something, and then I. I think still it's thirty-four. I, it. think I think it's nineteen thirty-four. I said that like five times, but. And well, I'm the one who I hates hear the, hear the movie. You, well, we're just telling you the matter. one who hates <laughs> the movie, and I know the details about the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just really. But invested in But it's like that very election. much about
0: the election between Upton Sinclair and whatever the Republican guy who won was. And, you know, history was much kinder to Upton Sinclair because he wrote a cool book. Uh, Yeah. But, like, it's just all about the ways in which the higher-ups in Hollywood would just, like, shamelessly crank out propaganda to benefit themselves and, like, straight-up lie to people. And -hmm. there's a bunch of these sequences I really love where people keep calling Herman Mankiewicz in to, like, look at their, like, political ads that they're making... And it's like, we asked a bunch of people who they're going to vote for in the election. And it's like some down-home white person being like, I'm going to vote for the Republican guy because I want America to not explode. I want to keep
1: my house. They're going to take my
2: house. Nazis?
0: (laughs) Scary. And then they like cut to like some poor black person and they're like, who are you going to vote for? And he's like, I'm going to vote for the Democrat because I think he looks mighty nice. And it's just like... The most of, like, to our eyes is, like, the most obvious, like, manipulation of the the populace, you know? And they cut to, like, a guy who has a Russian accent being like, I want to vote for the Democrat because (laughs) I think it worked out pretty well in Russia. And you're like, whoa. And it's just about Herman Mankiewicz just being like, what the fuck? Like, this is so fucked up.
1: Yeah. And it's like,
0: yeah, the whole movie is just like, what if Gary Oldman... Was like a snarky, smart-alecky, leftist screenwriter in the 30s.
1: Yeah. What if Gary Oldman was woke Beetlejuice?
0: (laughs) Pretty much. Gary Oldman is kind of woke Beetlejuice (laughs) in this movie.
2: (laughs) And it's also, it's really interesting to have it be from the perspective of someone who was most known in his circle to be like a nameless writer because he they keep referencing the wizard of oz because he was a a ghost writer on that guy and that's Mm -hmm. his whole point that like this is how he actually feels about the world and that that this is his opinion and he wants it to be known that's how he felt like he doesn't want to be yeah grouped in with like pro republican just nonsense being spewed when that's He's seen, like, people in his life downfall because of that. Because that's not right. what they yeah. actually felt inside their souls. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. It's pretty cool, I love- you guys. <laughs> I love that scene where they get the new writer, like, it,
1: we're doing the flashback, and we, like, kind of show, like, the person that he used to be, where they're, like, just these shitty writers being shitheads, and, like, I love that scene where they're, like, basically, like, just bedding and fucking around and, like, putting money down on stuff, and then they, like, get called into, like, the producer's office to, like, this actually, so like, good. tell them what they've been working on, and they just come up with a script, like, out of their ass, on the fly, <laughs> like, playing off of each other. Like, that's- I, I love that scene, because they're just- that's absolutely what they're doing. They're just fucking making it up on the spot. And they're like, hey new guy, remember what you came up with for the finale? <laughs> so and he's good. like, uh, yeah, there's um a pastor crying and they're like, Whoa, that's <laughs> deep Hollywood. That's real deep. This isn't like other movies. Like, it's so good. It just like, uh, it just totally captures just like that. That just asshole cranking out creative stuff for no reason, for nothing, and they keep saying it's like this is this has soul, this is different than another (laughs) movie, um, blood and uh, religious imagery, like it's just it's so good. good.
0: They're like pitching a Snyder movie.
1: Yeah, Ah! they really are. (laughs) <laughs> and then a horse runs by at one yeah. point.
0: There's a lot of horses, and the so horse- and the curls crying. go
1: flying. And then this guy's in slow motion.
0: You know how Superman's kind of like God.
1: He's kind of. What Jesus. if we had
2: a preacher crying? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. But yeah. Also, and like-
0: <laughs> go ahead, TJ.
2: Um. Upton Sinclair is played by Bill Nye the Science Guy. That's all. That's he right.
0: Is. I always forget about that because he's only... You only, like, see him in one shot, right?
2: Yeah. No, he's it's just, like, like, up on the megaphone yeah, for, you, like, one, like, one second. Yeah, you, like, don't even see right. him. You just, like, hear him talk oh, that's right, that's it. right. And he's like, um, I just... I love America and I think we need to take care of the people there. And then they're like, boo, socialism, no. <laughs> and that's it.
0: Because right. I, like, fully didn't register that the first time I saw it. And then I heard it somewhere and I was like, oh... Oh, and then I oh, forgot to look out for it this time while I was watching, and I didn't realize it.
2: I, I knew I the feel second like I heard a soft, soft voice. <laughs> voice
1: There's, anywhere. like, a special talent for casting people to look like they're actually from the 30s. Yeah. And I feel like this movie totally captures it, and Famously Brother, where that totally captures it, of just, like, people who just, like look like they're from the 30s and i feel like yeah. bill and I is definitely he's just like this tall little guy and it's like yeah he looks like he's from the 30s you he's know? got a
0: weird face <laughs> he does like, we
1: don't people had weird faces in the 30s
0: <laughs> right well i just think we were more accepting of people with weird faces back then i guess yeah that's fair
2: <laughs> yeah you know they say that we'll never have a bald president again because of the television
0: <laughs> right
2: it's really true
0: and that's kind of true i guess i don't know
2: yeah how do you I feel love... about
0: donald trump's hair
2: um, he doesn't it. present as bald, but <laughs> I don't feel good about he it. He doesn't identify as <laughs> He's bald. He's hair passing. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm gonna respect his his hair uh <laughs> until proven otherwise. So anyway,
1: we're gonna you're just gonna kind of.
2: I don't respect Donald's <laughs> hair. Actually, it's pretty bad. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the worst. But I was gonna say. Oh, okay, wait, really wait, 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 wait.
0: Let's get political for a second.
2: Can we talk about?
0: Ted Cruz's fucking shitty-ass beard for a second.
1: Yeah, what the fuck does he think he's doing? <laughs> not, that beard dude. sucks
0: so bad. Oh, my God.
1: He, he, I think he literally thought like, oh, everybody hates my weaselly face. What if I grow a beard? <laughs> yeah, and you it's can't even like, grow a, a beard. The, like, that's it's like patchy thing.
2: and bad. He's got weak chin syndrome faux show. Like, And he's got like a big nose. Yeah, but the beard is making it not better. I don't know no. if there's anything that could but it's what just, if
1: he just like shaved the beer and next time we saw him, he just had like a little mustache, like <laughs> little like curly cute mustache. Maybe,
0: maybe that's our, our project for this episode
1: is bully ted cruz and do <laughs> gain a mustache well
0: for i i was gonna say i mean i'm all for bullying ted cruz i'd love to bully yeah, let's ted just bully cruz, ted cruz for an hour what i was thinking is we could be like we could brainstorm like what kind of facial hair situation would look best on old teddy
1: get one of those like old-fashioned like magnet ash drawer things where you like draw the hair
0: on the guy like <laughs> ted, but ted cruz just figure out what looks best
1: Mm, handlebar mustache. Oh, if he got, if he got, if he got a goatee, he would no joke look like a uh, Michael Scott from The Office when he gets a goatee. <laughs> yeah,
0: I kind of think maybe like the Hulk Hogan might not look bad on him. That might be a look he could rock.
1: That has mm. never
2: looked good on That's a single human person. So. I don't know
1: what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay,
0: okay. Um, I Feel like
2: it would match the everything about him so
1: what if you just what if one day ted cruz just turned around and he had a rat tail what would you do
0: (laughs) god that'd be so good you like suddenly realize you've never seen the back of ted cruz's head you're like oh god Bill. oh
2: oh, (laughs) my god he said i'm a blue collar man and this is my blue collar rat tail yes
0: (laughs) should i i've got very long hair right now and I'm going to get a cut soon once I'm more fully vaccinated. get a tail. rat tail. Should that's I cool. get the rat tail?
2: Or mullet and then into rat tail.
0: I Maybe I'll start with
2: mullet. Start with mullet, then go rat tail. That's You're right. going to look like a lesbian if you get a mullet. <laughs> no, Those are just the facts. The mullet's in right now. You should do it well, while I you It is. That's what I'm saying.
0: I've been told recently that I would make a good cougar. So
2: that's <laughs> true. Yeah, so maybe also, that's yeah, just Some brand for you. Gender is dead. And you can, you can do whatever you want to your hair.
0: It's true, uh, I'll think about it. Mul- I'll think about the mullet.
2: That's what I learned from Mae because gender is dead. <laughs> I do
1: like, I do really like, uh, in this movie how many like female friends he has. Like, we're definitely yeah. having a conversation about like how women are kind of used as objects, especially in this old Hollywood because we start with like when we're demonstrating how shitty of a person he used to be when he's in that writer's room where there's just the girl who's just topless who's just taking notes and she's just there and doesn't (laughs) say anything and we don't talk about her like it's just like oh he's shitty but then like when he's like recovering he has the girl who's writing down all his notes and they become like best friends and you have him and marion and they have a very close relationship and it's just it's just nice i like that he could have female friends and not sleep with any (laughs) of them i think it's nice right
0: I do- I really like Amanda Seyfried's character in this, because on the one hand it is- you could almost argue that it's sort of a- like apologizes for wealth, but it's like a really- I'm trying to think how to express this. It's like a really compassionate portrayal of somebody who was born rich and just doesn't quite understand what that means fully, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, just the way in which, at the end of the day- Like, her and Mank can, like, be friends, you know, and, like, have a relationship, but in order to do the right thing, he has to fucking hurt her feelings pretty bad, and he just has to kind of be like, uh, sorry, (laughs) like, there's more important things than this, you know? know? I fucking
1: love that moment, because they have that repertoire of her, like, basically saying things that are, like, like, that are, like, rich girl things, and she's like, promise you won't laugh, and he's like, eh, whatever, like, I understand, and then she has, when the last time that they do that, and she's like, I can't go back... And stop those political films that are going to end a man's career and change this election, uh, because I already made a big thing about leaving, and I don't want right. to go back because that'd be like yeah. awkward. It's like it's it's so and he just like Lady Bird's out of the car. It's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> She's like and, Amanda Seyfried plays the like hot conservative girl that you're into like right up until you can't be anymore. <laughs> Yeah, like,
2: right up until we, it like gets in with your morals.
1: Yeah, and
0: then you're like, ah. Uh, never is mind. Is it
2: too far to say she's the Tommy Lauren, Lauren whatever her no, name is? No, because Tommy Lauren is not, I'm going to bully Tommy Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> she's no redeeming quality. But that's true. I've seen her speaking when she's not actively arguing, though. And she's always like, I think you'd really like me if you... I have my friends. I am my gal pals. We really like dogs and we go to brunch. Like, she does that whole shtick where she's like, I'm a normal person. I just hate... Brown people, gay people, people from a I'm different a normal country. person, I go to brunch with my gal pals. Yeah, fuck yeah. off. <laughs> that's that those are the vibes she's trying to give off. And then she's like, Yeah, I think that we need to build a wall because I hate dirty Mexicans and they're bad people because I'm America and that's why. And you're like, mm-hmm. I think I we would be friends if we just like hung out. It's like shut the fuck up. Anyway. But maybe said- <laughs> I don't wanna to I I don't wanna go that far that far. But she does <laughs> she definitely is just like I don't see what the problem is. Why don't you just like sacrifice your morals, you know? Get right. the get mm-hmm. that that cheddar cheese and <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> the I, money. Talk I about, to talk
2: about
0: like when I was looking at the like negative reviews for this movie for the bit I do at the end. There were a lot of people This is just something that kind of got my wheel spin in. There were a lot of people Who were saying, like, this is made up—I'm paraphrasing, Mm obviously—just being like, this is made up SJW bullshit because there's no way that a dude from the 30s would be into socialism. Like, as if they, like, fully believe that, like, (laughs) you know, socialism emerged— fully formed in 2015 it's because they
1: literally push the narrative that everybody in the past is racist so when someone in the past is racist they could just be like well everybody was like that even though it's 100 percent not true but yeah it's just like
0: the image we've crafted of the past as inherently conservative when like there was always mm -hmm. politics and there are definitely certain things that we think of as like more left-leaning about generalized society today than it used to be, but those are, like, really specific things, like things like LGBT issues and things like immigration issues that weren't as much of a problem. I shouldn't say as much of a problem when I'm talking about LGBT issues, not the right phrasing, but, like, that weren't as much of a public...
2: politicized...
0: Yeah, as they were back then. But, like, the idea of, like, socialism, of, like, wealth distribution, of, like, the way that taxpayer money is used has always, always, always been a fundamental facet of politics. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. to act like everybody was totally cool with the way it is right this instant for the whole of American history up until five years ago is simply Mm -hmm. untrue. Um yeah, And well, I think actually, that this movie is, like, a perfect illustration of, like, what politics would have looked like in the 30s, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. like, how a lot of these same things we're fighting about now, we were fighting about back then, too. I just think it's really interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure, historically, it was just communism until Bernie Sanders said that he was a socialist. And that's when socialism came into being. Yeah. So, like, yeah. in the <laughs> 90s or whenever, he started talking about it. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Um. Yeah. But I also I yeah, it's really interesting, especially to put it in like small local government setting because oh, yeah. I feel like we get really wrapped up and drowned. By just the president The president It's the president We have to focus on the president And that's not where The majority of politics happen Like people are getting mad About a $15 minimum wage Not happening They're like What happened Joe Biden And it's like Well it didn't pass The Senate floor So that's (laughs) Right And that's why you it's important to vote in all of your elections because the things that you want Mm -hmm. at this high high level are never going to happen if you don't pay attention to like who your governor is or who your state representatives are do all of you know Mm -hmm. who your state representatives are i hope you do (laughs) (laughs) please look it up
1: please be informed and please vote
0: but yeah, I just I was just fascinated by thinking about the fallacy that like every like the that the past is inherently mm-hmm. conservative, which is just yeah. not not the truth. And I think this is I'm great thinking. at like representing like the actual politics of the day, and especially that's what I think is so interesting about this movie. Like I said at the beginning, it's not like you know, the story behind Citizen Kane or whatever. It's just sort of like acclimating you, it just like contextualizes the world in which it was written, you know? Which I think is so fascinating. And, like, the politics well, me, of Citizen Kane are, are, are like, really well represented by this movie, I think. I think oh, yeah. that is what's fascinating about this movie more than it is, like, the story of Citizen mm-hmm. Kane.
1: It's really, it's like, it's less of, like, how it was made and more the why. Like, this is literally... You, yeah,
0: that's a perfect way to phrase it.
1: Like, you get all of the... I'm gonna... the problem. I think the biggest problem with this movie for me is even these are even though these are all like historical real people i just forget their names all the time it's just it's just it's just how it happens i forget everybody's name but you have like the two big villains basically like we just set them <laughs> up so perfectly and we see like that like slow decay from like they're kind of like work together and it's like kind of funny that they have different political opinions and they just like like the way he talk so they keep right. them around And then it just, like, slowly and slowly, like, gets worse, and they just, like, then they just fucking hate each other. Like, it's just, it's so good how they show that. The way
0: it sort of, like, poisons their relationship after a while.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: I like the idea of you saying, like, the two villains of this movie as if it's, like...
1: Not reality.
0: Arnim Ar- Ar- Zola and Perrin <laughs> Zemo, and there's a post credit scene where they tease the Red Skull. I well, <laughs> I
1: mean, really though, I love the way that they show Orson Welles in this movie is hilarious because uh, so he literally yeah. has like a big black hat and is always yeah. in shadow and it's is really always good. smoking a cigar. Like, I think it's so funny how they basically villainize him because I think it's hilarious because like obviously, like him and Mank, they kind of screwed each other. He kind of screwed Mank over because like he didn't want him to have credit. Blah blah blah. But, like, it's, it's so funny because, like, because that's basically what Orson Welles wanted to do to Newspaper Guy. I always forget his name. Like, that's what he wanted to do to him and Citizen Kane. And the fact that in this movie, they turn Orson Welles into this cartoony villain who, like, throws a box against the fireplace and, like, always has this <laughs> yeah. wide brimmed dark hat is just so <laughs> yeah. funny to me.
0: I love the guy who plays Orson Welles. A lot of people were steamy that he didn't look very much like Orson Welles. But he sounds a lot like Orson Wells.
2: Yeah. And he That's I what's think, important, much more important about Orson Wells. Is his smooth, yeah, luxurious, velvety mm-hmm. voice.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And right? His like just listening head. to
1: like him and Mank talk to each other on the phone is like so much fun. It's so good.
0: Um I watched a little bit of Citizen Kane. I didn't have time to do the watch the whole thing today, mm-hmm. but that movie's just good. It's just a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> like,
2: it's Susan the Cain best Cain movie of yeah, all Susan time. Just, it's
0: just a good old watch. I was like, hell yeah. I remember Citizen Kane's movie rules. It's a
2: good movie, yeah.
0: Uh, it's one of those things I truly can't get over how wild the story structure of Citizen Kane is for like 1930, whatever. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you start with like 20 minutes of newsreel footage describing the life of this guy And then the movie is just about this journalist. This, like, group of journalists. It doesn't even stick with one particular journalist. It's just, like, following different journalists talking to different people who give you, like, different, like, fragments of this backstory that you, like, piece together over the course of the movie. It is, like, I... It's one of those things where it's, like, it's kind of ridiculous that that has sort of endured as the platonic ideal of, like, what the greatest movie of all time is. Because... Movies are so different now. It feels weird to even judge them against the same standards. But to at even the same time, them. yeah. I totally get why this felt like the magnum opus of filmmaking at the time. It oh, is yeah. so wildly unlike anything else that had existed at that point, like just narratively. Like outside of film even, just in terms of like fiction. Like where we were yeah. at in the art form of storytelling. It's so insanely transgressive yeah. for the time. I think it's so crazy.
1: I mean, and it's so, like, this movie captures it, like, coming out of, like, the Golden age of cinema, we're just fucking churning out movies. Like, we're making, like, a movie a week, basically, and it's just crazy. And, like, the reason that a lot of those movies have not survived to this day is because they were bad. (laughs) And (laughs) so, like, Sizicate has stood the test of time because it's, hey, it's actually really good.
0: (laughs) No, yeah, what's wild to think about is that through that whole studio era... Like, basically, the system was that each major company would, like, have their own theaters in every town, and they would Mm -hmm. have a new picture every week. (laughs) Like, literally, all of the big five studios were each releasing a movie a week forever, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) which is just so insane. Like, people talk about how they'll, like, crank out these franchise movies nowadays when it's, like, every major studio has, like... 10 movies a year, maybe 15. Maybe, (laughs) yeah.
1: And, like, I love that moment because I I love... I love the history of old Hollywood. Like, I love that. That was my favorite part of, like, my film history class. It's just, like, talking about this era. I love it so much. Because, like, not not even in like a romanticizing way but just like a, and it was like it was fucking crazy. Like I love that aspect of it, which <laughs> right. is probably why I love Hail Caesar so much cuz it just captures like yo, it was fucking crazy, dude. Like it's <laughs> we're doing something new, we're figuring out how to capitalize on it and we've just turned this art form into a machine. It's very similar to the gaming industry right now, honestly. That's that's that, true, But uh, that's accurate, it's, I love that scene where they're walking with the guy down the hallway with the interview with his brother. And they're just walking down and he's just like having this conversation. He's like, we sell memories and we get to keep it after we've sold it. And I was like, (laughs) oh, fuck. That's so true. Because when you saw a movie, you you went home and you never saw it again. Like, that's (laughs) so true. And then you forgot about it. And then you went there a week later and you saw something different. Because like. Even if you were gonna see a movie more than once, you basically only had that week to watch it, and then there was gonna be something else there, and you weren't gonna be able to watch that movie again. Like it's just, it's so bonkers because like our entire lives we've grown up with like yeah if you want to see a movie, you can buy the VHS or you can buy the or buy the DVD or now you can stream it or pirate it. Like if you want to watch a movie, you can watch a movie, and that just wasn't a thing, was not yeah. an idea. Like, you watched a movie more than once, that's wild. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And that's what's so crazy. Like, you, we've talked about this before, and it's like, you know, you have to acknowledge that, like, yeah, th- it was more common practice to have, like, more runs of, like, big, famous, popular movies. Wizard yeah, of yeah, Oz yeah. would come to town a few times a year. Yes. Yeah. You know, Alfred Hitchcock movies would show up a few times a year. But, like, if you just saw, like, a regular movie... And you were just like, that was really good. You just never got to see it again. It just yeah, exactly. went away It's like, oh, that was my forever. favorite movie.
1: Tough luck, idiot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you would talk to your friends. You'd be like, you know what my favorite movie is? Uh, uh, a bloke to, to, to be
2: To die for.
0: To beat off to. And they'd be like, that's cool.
2: I never saw never it.
0: I <laughs> never saw it, and I never will. So <laughs> see you later, I guess. Yeah.
1: Here's my favorite movie. You may not have he- heard of it because it played in Wisconsin for a week, and then it was never played ever again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: It's crazy. Wow. This <laughs> is crazy. I, it's crazy. I really am so thankful that Monka, this movie, mm-hmm. is a biopic that is very specific about the time period that it's telling because Mm -hmm. sometimes when people are like we have to tell a story we got to tell the whole story of this person's life from beginning to end we got to show them being born we got to show their parents being mean to them and then we got to show them (laughs) die and it gets a little tedious because then there is no clear picture like this is a very very clear picture of the story that they're trying to tell instead of just, like, mm-hmm. here's a person that existed and you should care about them. And oh, we love I you, love Freddie, Freddie Mercury.
1: <laughs> I love that line in the movie where Mank's like, I can't tell the story of a man's life in tw- in two hours. I like, can only give you an impression. And it's right. like, yeah. And this movie gives you an excellent
2: impression this of who Mank was. Yeah. Like, it's it's calling its own shot. Yeah, you don't it need is. to see... Why is he an alcoholic? You, you could probably... <laughs> figure it out using context clues (laughs) were his parents were they alcoholics did they
1: like him or his brother I think that this movie I want to watch them get
2: married (laughs) it would have been much better if you'd seen him have his first drink and then you're like this is gonna be a really big problem (laughs) it would have been much more tasteful that way
0: we should do a a remake of of Monk A, a remake
2: A remake. A remake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And just tell his whole story. And, like, really, like, ham-handed, though, be like, Oh, he sees a kid <laughs> sledding down a hill. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, 100%. man, he has a really dramatic experience at a snow globe store. His
1: dog <laughs> is named
2: Rosebud. <laughs> he, he's just like really into the news. He's like, wow, this is a great storytelling device. He's on his device. scooter and he trips over a newspaper. <laughs>
0: he saw Xanadu on Broadway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I think that would be better. And then we don't we don't include any of the stuff that's in the movie. The, like, actual stuff. Yeah. You were like, no, And then as soon don't. as he
1: gets a job writing, that's when we end the movie.
2: Yeah, they're like, you you know what happens from here. You'll figure it out with context clues. <laughs>
1: we deleted that other movie, but hypothetically, you it's, know what It's just a prequel. Now.
2: It's a prequel.
1: But Gary Oldman is still playing <laughs> Ernie. Yeah, the whole time. From birth, that's it's Gary 70 Oldman. a 70-year-old man.
2: I think that's a good pitch. It's ironic that his name is Oldman.
0: It's true.
1: <laughs> he
2: was young once. Not
0: i. I mean, it was ironic, but not really yeah. anymore. <laughs> now it's just descriptive.
1: No,
2: now, <laughs> yeah, it's just now it's truth, just sad. truthful. No, Aging <laughs> no. isn't sad. It's
1: just a constant reminder.
0: <laughs> and he looks older in this movie than he does in real life. Yeah, let's
1: the makeup. Well it's aged because he's playing an it's because he's playing an injured sick
2: man. <laughs> not right. that he Lashbacks, looks very old. Though. That's fair. He is, I, I, yeah, I do not understand why in all of the technology that we have and makeup abilities that they still somehow made him look older. <laughs>
1: when he <used> to <laughs> I would argue if you dressed any person
2: younger? like it's the thirties, they would immediately look older, but you know, that's true. If they just had left him the way he is, I know they're trying to make him look more like the actual person. But I would have been like, yeah, I guess in the 30s it was hard to be alive for that long. <laughs> I <laughs> it don't, like, really that's was. realistic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and I love I feel like this is just me. I feel like there's a weird I feel like as a society, we love to like glom together like the 50s and the forties and the thirties and the sixties. Like I feel like we love to just kind of shove them all into like one package and What's so cool about them is how different and separate they are, even though they do have a lot of similarities. Like the the like part of this movie that like actually takes place, like the what we're flashing back from when he's injured. That's the year nineteen right? yeah, forty,
2: right? Yeah, he's forward? injured in in forty, and then all of the flashbacks, yeah. which I do really love the way that they have him like riding it out, like flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 time and place. Well, it's like the flashback really is like sometimes his yeah, good. Yeah, so he's yeah, hurt, hurt in the forty in forty, and then flashes back to the thirties when he's thirty. Yeah, because I
1: feel like especially in from like the American perspective, we like to like cut it into like World War Two, the Depression, mm-hmm. and post World War Two. Not in that order, but you know what I mean. And, <laughs> you and figure so it's it kinda, out. I like. I like that this movie like really is like late 30s like right like world war ii is happening but we're not involved without being like hey rock and roll and elvis you know like i just like i really like how they and it's a part of like the not capturing his whole lifetime i like that we're just so zoned into this one time and we're able to capture this one time period just perfectly in the aesthetic without
2: like getting it muddled with the times around it right. you know yeah but... it's really easy to get in this time period in this kind of movie to get Swept up in trying to add too many things, and they right. were really yeah. good at pruning back. Like, yeah, because oh, like it's it, Jewish. What does that mean? <laughs> because World War Two is on the horizon. Like they right. don't, they don't do that, really at all. Yeah, it
1: feels it's like almost tempting, especially when you're doing it in a historical context, to like, kind of like nudge, nudge, wink, wink, to like right. things that we are aware yeah. of in society. So I like that they don't really do that. Like, we talk about World War II, but only really in the context of like, the politics of socialism, and like, that we like, have that one conversation that feels very much in time mm-hmm. period, where they're like, hey, maybe we should get involved with World War II, ha ha ha. Or like, the yeah. context of the British woman who's like, Husband is in the war, but like without being like oh, and then D Day happened, you know. Right, like I yeah. like that we just or they're focus never, on what we're talking about, and we don't try to like bleed out
2: just so we can include fun things for no reason. I like the scene where they're talking about Germany, and they're like, "Well, we can't risk losing all of the funds that we get from the German audiences." So, like, why would we worry <laughs> about something like that? That was pretty right. That was pretty yeah. cool. Hitler's just a stupid idiot. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's he just a dumb, dum with
2: a mustache.
0: <laughs> the one thing... I mean, not the one thing, but, like, the biggest <laughs> thing that kind of bugs me about this movie aesthetically, and I'm gonna say this, and it's gonna sound like a very pretentious douchebag film say bro it. thing to say, but say I stand by it. it, which is that it's weird that this movie's shot digitally. Like...
2: Yeah, if there, I get that. If
0: there was ever a movie that, like, needed some film grain, <laughs> it's this one, you know? Mm-hmm. And...
2: Well, wait,
1: he, it does. It does have the film grain. It's got the pops. Well, but it's yeah, like, but it's artificial. It's, it's, it's like a really that's distinct
0: fair. choice he makes where it's shot digitally so the image is like really crystal clear until they're doing like the scene changes where like during the fade outs, like you see the film grains kind of like crackle Gets in and then crackle yeah. back out. So maybe that's why it's because that was a really specific effect he wanted mm-hmm. and you couldn't like do that if it was just ambiently like that all the time. I yeah. don't know, yeah. But like, it's so much involved in like sort of aping the visual style of Citizen Kane. It's weird to me that it's shot on digital film. It just doesn't yeah. mesh with it me. Makes I don't it makes it feel
2: a little yeah, slippery. I know I totally get that. The like yeah. visuals are just a little too shiny, smooth.
0: I and it's not even that. a Netflix thing because a lot of Netflix movies are shot on film. Um, mm-hmm. Devil All the Time was shot on film, which I think is really funny. <laughs> but, like, it was clearly, like, a David Fincher decision. He wanted to do it digitally, which I just don't get. I don't know. I feel like you gotta yeah. have that, like, 70-millimeter look, you know?
1: I freaking—I'm I, kind of running out of things to say because I could talk—I could talk generally for forever, but, like, talking about, like, specifically about, like, things in the movie that I loved. I love, 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 love that montage when they get to, like, the election party and he just, like, he makes that bet where he's, like, double or nothing, all my debt that I owe you on my guy winning versus your guy winning. Right. And then, like, he starts to lose, and he just, like, starts drinking, and he gets, like, that crazy, just, like, that effect of, like, swaying, and that effect that they had in the old days where it's, like, five camera lenses all capturing one thing, like, swaying in and out of, like, focus. Like, it's so cool, and you just see, like you just like see everything that he's angry about amplified and like you see like the person like put a cigarette out on a cake and you see the guy who's been walking around on stilts his uncle sam like take his helmet off and it's this black guy who's talking with this girl who's like scantily clad like just highlighting all the things that he's pissed about all the inequalities that he's angry about right like on the like the fucking the republican elephant ice statue melting <laughs> yeah. like it's so it's good it's just so good
0: I also... Oh, okay. I wanted to talk about the sound editing in this movie. Because it makes one really big choice, which I think is super interesting and weird. Which is that, like, no matter what the setting is, the dialogue sounds like it's in a big echoey room. Like, even, like, the outdoor scenes. Like, that scene where him and Amanda Seyfried are meeting for the first time and she's being burned at the stake. Like... It sounds like they're recording it in a gymnasium, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole movie sounds like that. And it's, like, obviously a really specific decision they're making. And I don't quite understand, like, fully why, but I do like it, though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it that does really feel like it sounds of the times. Because how right. many... Like, how often would you have to go back and re-record and you're probably recording right. it in a studio that is a big gymnasium yeah. or akin yeah. to? Yeah, <laughs> that
1: is essentially.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Because, well, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, in the olden days, you basically couldn't really record... Like, a lot, a lot, a lot of dialogue in the olden days was uh, was dubbed just because you couldn't get a microphone that looked nice. Like, you couldn't, like have like a lapel mic on people we hadn't really figured out how to do boom mics yet like
1: yeah well it's like it's like the singing in the rain scene where they have to like hide the microphone in the bouquet of flowers like that's literally what it was like if you wanted
0: to use audio from that day you had to be like really really crafty about where you put the microphones to hide them yeah
1: And when they're talking about like really, really old films, like when we first started getting sound and you had to have the two, you basically had to have the two record players of like the film that's going and the sound that you've recorded and you just have to cross your fingers and hope that they're synced up at the right time. Like it's so, it's so bonkers. I love it.
0: Cool.
2: (laughs) Yes, agreed. <laughs> right, cool. the lighting is, is also really beautiful. It's so gorgeous. It is. It's uh, just, ugh, chef's kiss. My chef's kiss this episode. My French kiss it's goes just to the, the be... lighting.
0: So, Adeline, <laughs> are you going to interrupt us to do a creepypasta or should I do a. So,
2: guys, there is something
1: really, really weird about my <laughs> Netflix subscription. That I logged out and I had to log back in. And I put my name in, but when I typed, I tried to type my name, and it just, like, came up with, like, these weird letters that, like, I couldn't understand, and I thought maybe, like, my keyboard was, like, in the wrong language, and so I went to my settings, and I tried to find the language, and I couldn't read what the language is in. And so then I tried to Google it, and then Google fucking the demon,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: demon.
2: <laughs> I tried to Google, and but the Google was a demon. It's so weird. Anyway,
1: welcome to Creepy the Book Club. We have one today.
2: <laughs> that here. Oh fuck! I fucked up. See, this is oh, gonna fuck. be a tri-
0: this is gonna be tricky for you from now on, Adeline, because I don't know how yeah, I, you're gonna I, be I'm able s- to top last week's.
2: Yeah, last Yeah, I really don't really know. Good. This
1: one is this one's a little bit of a return to form of just like it's just written by a thirteen year old. Like okay, there's okay. just there's uh, nothing
2: like the last one. Can I vote that we change it to creepypasta, uh the Canadian pronunciation? That would um, pasta. Creepy pasta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More like <laughs> Poo poo. So
1: also there's this weird thing that I've done, that I've discovered through looking for creepypastas, is that there's creepypasta.org, which is where I've gotten the majority of these stories. Oh. And, but there's also creepypasta.com, but here's the thing
2: mm.
1: about creepypasta.com, is that there's a lot of ads of, don't play this uh, video game when your girlfriend's in your house. Right, there's right, a lot right. of those. Uh, and they take out the whole screen, so I'm usually not on creepypasta.com, but just so everybody knows... <laughs> creepypasta.org way better for some reason.
0: Uh, no, this is creepypasta.org that you sent me.
1: Yeah, not yes, creepypasta.com. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, This this story is called Guest at the Window. Uh, I also just want to say it's really funny that the, the JPEGs of stars on the rating system are all broken. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah, says man. on the side of the screen it says one star, two star, three stars, four stars with just like broken JPEG. <laughs> icons next to all yeah, of them man. quite funny i got fucking
1: no clue like i have no clue like how updated the creepypasta forums are i don't know if i'm on an old one if there's a new one this one is 2014 right. so i don't know i just don't know
0: okay <clears throat> so here we go guess at the window it was 10 o'clock at night and i had a friend over my friend noah <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank so you for it's the already details. very funny it's realistic <clears throat> <Already> great <laughs> Friends have <laughs> time.
0: He was basically the first friend I made When I moved to this new school We had spent the whole day at an airsoft War down in the city We were tired <laughs> but not sleepy
1: Because <laughs> we're big boys. It
2: was
0: 10 and o'clock and we basically to to Weren't even yet. tired yet
2: Listen that's actually a really big Challenge for me I'm tired at 930 I'm asleep <laughs> <play>. at
0: 945 <laughs> This is already so good we played some games on our PlayStation 3 and did so for about four hours. Now, keep in mind that my room is big. Cool guy. It was 15 by, it was a 15 by 20 foot room. And what stood out most was this window that took up a good portion of one of the walls. But How it wasn't big a portion
2: was it?
0: A one quarter portion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Keisha.
2: Um, that was such a good callback (laughs) oh my god it killed me
0: (laughs) but it wasn't until about 2.30am that there was this annoying scratching noise at the window but not enough to get on our nerves too much it continued to progressively get louder I said to Noah it's probably someone outside the window trying to get our attention and he just nodded and we kept on playing our game okay (laughs) (coughs) Now let me just it's say this It's probably
1: just someone outside our window <laughs> Knocking on the window That normal regular thing Anyway We
0: did not Our eyeballs did not leave the game for even a second After I said that apparently <laughs> um, We
1: did not interrupt GTA for even a moment
0: <laughs> Now let me just say this Colon Hearing a loud scratching noise for about 30 minutes Is testing someone's sanity Hey I Hearing a loud scratching noise for thirty minutes and not looking at what it might be, even one time, is a lot more testing of someone's sanity. Noah, okay,
2: <laughs> yeah, because his eyes did not even leave the screen. That's why. Yeah, these are glued. That's the real creepypasta. Kids today,
0: <laughs> with it getting, not even
2: look up from
1: their iPads.
0: With it getting louder, but not actually being too loud, I realized something. We are basically isolated from most of society. (laughs) There are a few houses here and there, but we were for the most part alone in a log cabin in the woods, apparently.
2: With with the giant window. Their house is so big. I kind of wish it just ended with, we are basically isolated from most of society and that's it. Because isn't that just so terrifying that we're so (laughs) So separated from the rest of man? (laughs) We that live is creepy. in society.
0: Stating my point, there should be no one scratching at the window.
1: This is oh yeah, written, that's the weird this, part of this it. This is
0: so insane. Who wrote this? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I cannot get over how weird the internal logic of this is. Where they're like, when you think about it? There really shouldn't be anybody scratching at our window in the middle of the night. After
1: 30 minutes of it getting louder and louder, but not, like, too loud. Not very loud, actually. Uh, I was tempted.
0: Fuck. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was tempted to look back across the room to see who was so anxious to get our attention. And so was Noah. But I talked him out of it.
2: Why? For
0: some reason. Okay. <laughs> I'm by gonna this time look at the window. No,
1: don't do it,
0: bro. <laughs> by this time, it's three twenty one AM and we were tired of playing the game and we were talking about Name our... a
1: game. Any game. <laughs> and we
0: were talking uh... <laughs> okay. We were tired of playing yeah. the game and we were talking to our girlfriends or fucking around with people on this site called Omegle. Oh my god.
2: It was so you entertaining. Can name Omegle? It
0: was Not entertaining even. to teenagers with a crude sense of humor.
1: Oh, with our twisted, <laughs> really skewed twisted humor. humor.
0: But no matter what we did, there was always that scratching noise. Hey, maybe if you got on Omega and the people could see the window behind you and there's a <laughs> yeah. demon scratching on it, maybe they'd take note. Mm.
1: They went, they've gone for like four hours without ever turning <laughs> around, without ever looking in that direction.
0: But all at guess- once, it stopped. No scratching, no nothing. Just the sound of us laughing at what was amusing at the time. This went on for about 30 seconds. Just suddenly, laughing. suddenly there was a crash and violent screams coming from my parents' room. I turned around and froze as screams were coming from upstairs. There it stood. P- pure white eyes, a crooked smile, bloodstained teeth, and a reddish complexion. The whole time They I always knew we have were...
1: crooked grins. They always look like that.
0: The, this whole time, I knew we were being watched, but this was different. It was inside my room, staring at us. It was knocking from inside the room! That's kind of fun, actually. Kind of like that. <laughs> I was jolted back to reality as the other thing smashed the door faster Wait, than I have ever... That? The geography is very confusing about this, but whatever.
2: Yeah, I need a map. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> faster than i have ever moved before i grabbed noah and ran past the thing that had been scratching at the window and jumped out of it what
1: oh you ran past it he ran past I grabbed it. Noah as i ran heard the thing.
0: roars as i heard the roars the and room. the shattering glass behind us we ran faster Wait, so than so it
1: broke another window yeah, a different window different windows
0: <laughs> faster than anyone could into the darkness of dawn
1: Oh, he's fucking so fast. He's the fastest <laughs> kid in his school. Uh,
0: we were fidgety, twitching. You name it.
2: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Town was about thirteen w- miles from it. my house. Squirmy. Okay, name it, Keisha.
2: Squirmy. Uh, uh, uh. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> Jumping. <laughs> no, oh, you couldn't name they it. They were
0: wormy, though. That's for sure. Wormy. Yeah. You could name it, so they were it. Horny.
2: <laughs> no, not Slippery. Not that. A tired. Maybe. Slippery. <laughs> Slippery. <laughs> Slippery. Yeah. Uh, low sodium.
0: Low sodium. Stupid. Anemic. <laughs> okay. All right. We named it. <laughs> we named it. We got it. Town was about 13 miles from my house, but we didn't care. We never looked back. I didn't want to see those eyes behind us. We made it to the main road in one piece and ran along it, trying to get someone's attention to pick us up. We heard the roars behind us, hyperventilation and crying from myself were all I could hear, other than those <laughs> wretched shrieks. But we kept running, never looking back. It's five forty six a m, and I'm in the comfort of my girlfriend's arms. What? That was the <laughs> longest sentence ever that didn't make any sense. I so suspect t- Noah they is too. Our girlfriends don't live too far from each other, so we said our goodbyes and made it to their houses. They I'm just scared. fucking dipped! I'm <laughs> scared, and I know he but is they too. they split up! <laughs> They're looking for us, I know they are, but it's only a matter of time before we hear those agonizing shrieks as an apocalyptic sunrise came over the horizon. All at once, I woke up, bed covered in sweat, and (laughs) Noah is fast asleep. It was only 4:38 a.m., and I figured I just had a bad dream. Dot dot dot. That was dot dot dot. Until I heard the scratching.
2: Oh whoa! (laughs) Dot dot dot. It was real. I love
1: a triple plot Oh, you plot gotta toys. run to your girlfriend's house, and you definitely have. Definitely
0: have one of those. Yeah,
1: we have half a girlfriend. girlfriend.
2: Me and Noah definitely And Noah has one, too, also. Yeah. They live close to each other. <laughs> this Very was a good, good. We a good ran all the way to Canada. Yeah. They just live in Can. They're Canadian. We... They <laughs> live next I to I each other in Canada. In Canada. <laughs> Yeah. So they just to, just to go yeah. back
1: a little bit and just kind of clarify a little bit. So they started hearing a scratching sound. They think it is a person. They refuse to look in the direction of the window, no, no matter fucking. Do what, not see the window. No matter what happens. Finally. <laughs> So it's scrat- It's in the It's in the room, scratching at the window from the inside. Which they would know if they turned the
2: fuck around.
1: <laughs> no, no one wanted
2: to. And he was like, uh, "Brother, no, we can't don't turn around. No, We're don't. playing our game. Let you on Mario
1: Kart.
0: Don't give him the satisfaction, bro."
1: But so they wait, so it stops. So presumably the monster gets so tired of waiting for them to turn around because (laughs) they just won't do it. Right. So then it goes into his parents' room and kills their parents, question mark?
0: I think the parents weren't there. Well, it's a
2: dream.
1: They just weren't there. So then he was just in the parents' room and he broke a window in the parents' room. So the monster walks over, breaks a window, and screams just to finally get their goddamn attention. (laughs) Hey, fuck and then it, I'm over here. It. He's like, they, they run past I've been it, jump through another for three window, <laughs> hours and run to town.
0: Oh, good stuff. And then
1: they wake up, and it was a dream. And now the monster's in the room again? Question mark.
0: You're getting, I wish you're getting good it- at finding these, Adeline. Yeah,
1: <laughs> these this is- been, say it again. These have been
0: all bangers lately.
1: <laughs> they have been. I think Creepypasta.com is very <laughs> lucrative.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is a classic creepy... A CP, if you will, and it's a it's a high quality yes. one. True. This so is true. it's not even it's not
1: even <laughs> it's not even a if you look at it something happens monster. They just don't look at it. They <laughs> yeah. just don't. Yeah, they're like they just don't look at it. They refuse to look
2: at it. Yeah, I guess that this scratching cre- is kind of weird, but the thing about anyway the thing about,
0: <laughs> anyway. about creepy like this they always go really far out of the way to like describe the monster, but they're always like. It had big teeth and white skin and sunken eyes and a creepy smile. And you're like, Wah. yeah,
1: big eyes and a creepy smile and it was really tall and really skinny. Yeah, Like, you know those things where they, like, combine people to, like, see what their kids were like? <laughs> if you just combined, like, every poorly described creepypasta, would they just, like, all be the same? They would just look
0: exactly <laughs> the same. There was There's no like, oh, faceless a- monster that didn't have testicles in that That's, other one. He
1: did, yeah. but no, he had big eyes, remember? Right, so and that was a grin.
0: unique twist. Big eyes was new.
1: Yeah, usually they
2: have little eyes, or, or
0: no eyes. eyes. No. Like no one. Like the
1: Slendy D, the
2: Slenderman, like the no Bye Bye It's like that realize, realize, realize. <laughs> but no, yeah, no eyes. eyes.
0: No eyes. <laughs>
2: no eyes. No one, no one, no eyes. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Good stuff.
2: We got there. Uh,
0: Perfect. So, final thoughts on Mank, how about? Now that we've got that <laughs> out of the way.
1: I really, I really love this movie. I feel like it just, like, it, it scratches my itch for Bioshock style political intrigue in the 30s. Like, it's just, it's very well shot. It's very well directed. It's very pretty. I enjoy the characters. I love listening to these people's talk. I love calling old Hollywood out and their bullshit. It's great. I love it.
0: I do have to say, I think this movie is decently too long. And I think almost all of the stuff in which Mank is in bed is kind of boring. Other than that, A+. That's my official
1: take. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is my first time watching a movie. And I usually... This is your first
0: time watching so I a don't, movie?
1: This is my <laughs> this first, is time first time watching this I've movie. So I don't like really have as many... Criticism's the first time. Like if I like something the first time, then my only opinion is I liked it, and right. then the second time I usually will get more opinions. But if I like it the first time and I don't like it, then the second time I'll like it more. So I'll probably like it less next time I watch it. Right. But this first time watching <laughs> it, I really really enjoyed it. Terrible. Um, that's such a hard way to to watch
2: movies. The more I watch it, the less. it. this is I my life, can. Keisha.
0: <laughs> um, I think yeah, my that's final... my biggest take. Less less scary oh. old in bed. Other than that, a plus. Keisha, go.
2: Yeah, I would say for to reiterate what I was saying before but I guess that I you didn't think it, it sucks well. and you
0: want us to die because no. we know No no
2: no 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 <laughs> I'm saying that if you are not necessarily attracted to Hollywood movies about Hollywood I would say then you Then you're should never still... going to watch
1: this movie <laughs> no I would say
2: I will I'm going to creepy pasta the hell out of you two. I'm going to show up and scratch all your windows and then you're going to be running to your girlfriends 13 miles away and then you're going to wake up in bed if you don't let me finish what I'm going to say.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. Teacher.
2: I would say if you don't typically like this kind of movie, you should still watch it because oh. it has so much more than what you would anticipate. I would say the worst thing going for this movie is that they're like how citizen kane was written because i don't usually like stuff like that because i usually don't care about the oh he saw a sled and that's how he thought of a sled and he loved snow globes and that's why it was a snow globe but this movie has so many layers it's so intriguing it it doesn't take itself too seriously in that like this is like Hollywood is the only thing that matters because there's so much life that's obviously outside that's happening that is important, but we don't see it because that isn't the lens that it's being told through. It's really interesting Uh, and it's really good. That's what I have to say, And but I do wish Gary Oldman was 40 or 20 years younger or something. It is a little off-putting sometimes. I wish he was younger. They probably I wish Gary Oldman was, was 17
0: good. in this movie. <laughs> I wish,
2: yeah, I wish that they... Had some way to make Gary Oldman a baby. One, use one of those Snapchat filters. <laughs> oh,
0: what if we yeah, made exactly. baby Mank? What if there was Mank babies?
2: <laughs> Mink babies. Um, yeah, like God. Muppet babies. <laughs> it's just exactly Directors like that. from the 20s and 30s, but they're children. <laughs> they're
0: babies. They're babies. And babies.
2: they're like, I want to sing away. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like it. I think that's okay. a good pitch, too.
0: So here's what's up. Mm-hmm. The new order in which we do our wrap up is gonna be hard and fast. Oh this my is God. me making a decision right now. First okay, things cool. first, Keisha does the plugs. Then I say what our next episode is because I haven't been very good at that lately, and it's important for people to know. Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh, then
0: uh-huh. I do the reviews, and then we sign off and go home. Okay. Okay. Wow, All right. I love it. Okay. Keisha, do you th- do your thing?
2: All right, here I go. (laughs) I wish I I should say that every time, but it always comes.
0: (laughs) Well, here we go.
2: All right, here we go. That's what Peter Pan says when they fly to Neverland for the first time. Here we go. Also, All right. I just want to say
0: that Robert McCann has been killing it with good yep. jokes about Mank and Robert Noah McCann. in the chat. Thank they you. They really <laughs> have.
2: <laughs> that, it was Mank and Noah. That's the, yes, exactly.
0: That's the franchise.
2: <laughs> That's the franchise. Okay. The boss He's We've got a good chat today. Mank. Well, chat, if you've enjoyed being in our YouTube chat, I highly recommend you hop on over to our Discord. The link is in the description. We have a lot of fun conversations over there. Lots of different... T- things they could be talking about, stuff that you've been working on, stuff we've been working on, things you think are cool, trailers you think are whack. So I highly recommend you hop on in there as soon as you can. You can a lot follow of talk on- about
0: the Steven Spielberg auto biopic over there yes. lately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we love Stevie. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at No Nerds Pod. You can follow Jackson at Pack. You can follow Adeline at Horse, and you can follow me at uh what's a celebrity i can only ever think of beyonce so you can follow me at beyonce me and and beyonce we are very similar uh let me know if you think i should make my dog a twitter you know how they do dog instagram (laughs) but i just do what my dog is thinking about (laughs) no pictures (laughs) only thoughts all right i'm done
0: Okay, great. So next week is a big episode for us. We are doing Godzilla versus Kong with <laughs> Cosmonaut Dan and Tosh from Cosmonaut Tabletop. It's our first ever five member podcast. We'll see how it goes. But oh, you're it's
2: gonna right, you're be right, you're it's right. gonna be a good time.
0: A lot wanna, of... I
2: can be the I'll be the arbiter, I'll be the the czar. I can just assign okay, people. gotcha. Uh, spots to speak.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We can schedule the episode.
2: Yeah, um, It's like red
1: light, green
0: light. Um, but Do yeah. we have
1: to have cat headphones by then? <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I don't think we're going to be doing face cam for that because five people is a lot of people to have face cam on. We'll That's figure fair. it out. I
1: it'd be easier to tell us apart, but also a lot of work on your computer.
0: True. Um, okay. Godzilla v. Kong with Cosmonaut Dan and Tosh next week. And the week after that, we're going to do another Best Picture nomination, probably with Vi Huntsman of uh, Collapse Without Permission and also of my house. Um, (laughs) Also of
1: right next to me.
0: But we have not confirmed for sure that that's happening. So maybe I shouldn't be promising it on stream yet. Um, But that's in the works eventually. For some reason, we've never had Vi on the show even though they have, like, a pretty successful YouTube channel and they live in the same house as I do. so They've I've, been
1: featured. They've helped Tabby figure her shit that's out. That's true. And uh, that's okay, basically so do you guys, the same thing.
0: Do you guys yeah, want to hear exactly a one-star review of Nank?
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yes. So
0: this review comes from Letterbox.com, and this person says... It's almost sort of in the same vein as this creepypasta, to be honest. <laughs> this person Ooh. says... I texted my girlfriend the entire time during this. She was sending me nude photos and shit. It was pretty cool. Mank doesn't even feel like a Mank movie, but of course it is a Mank movie.
2: <laughs> what? Uh. <laughs> Wait, I need to process does this. Does not even feel like a Mank movie? What, <laughs> what do you does mean? does feel like a Mank movie? But it is a Mank It's about movie. the Mank. He wasn't paying attention. He was getting yeah, nude photos was, and shit
0: getting, from his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> yeah, way to humble brag yeah. <laughs> also. Geez, I love a review. I was texting that's my like... girlfriend, my definitely real. Noah was there too, <laughs> texting his girlfriend, but I was texting my girlfriend the whole time. Uh, she's got
2: big boobies and, um, uh, uh, He uh, just
0: almost yeah. made beer
2: come out my nose. <laughs> I'm a really <laughs> big fan of, I didn't pay attention, but I didn't like it. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> my, it's always it, a good take. It sounds like my grandpa, where he's he watched um, Parasite by himself, and he was like, <laughs> he also is ninety four and like cannot read anymore because the words are too small. <laughs> right.
0: He uses yeah.
2: binoculars to check the stock market in the morning on his TV. Oh no. uh, and uh, he, hell yeah! After he watched Parasite, he was like, that movie was terrible i couldn't understand any of it i was <laughs> like uh, yeah no. that's fair i mean i get it you probably wouldn't like it if it you didn't understand anything that was happening
0: yikes oh that yeah. sucks <laughs> okay so my name is jackson mcmurray
2: my name is mank nice. Aline mcmurray Mank a and my name is keisha noah rhodes
0: and this has been No Nerds Allowed. You guys always do funny names.
2: You can do a funny name. I don't think, <laughs> you guys always get to make the clues. I don't
0: think to do a funny name and then you guys take it away from me.
2: Well, Adelaide does a funny name and then I feel pressure to do a funny name. <laughs> I can't just get okay. step it up to keep up with me.